Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of The Society Spotlight, where I am featuring members of The Lucrative Society to talk about their journey and also what they are up to. So on today's show, I have my dear friend, Steve Sconzert. Steve, thank you so much for being here. Mindy, thank you. I am so excited to be here. I'm honored to to be on the show. I've been so psyched to be on here ever since we uh, we planned it. So nice, nice. I'm excited as well because you have quite the story. I want to go back to 2014. 2014 was when I met you. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, you can fill in some of the details, but from my perspective, Steve in 2014 to Steve in 2021, when we're recording this, is pretty much a different person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit for people in the audience who don't know you and don't know your story. Let's give them a little bit of context as to why I would say that. Okay. Well, I want to go back to earlier in my life where I made a really poor decision to do a little partying and get behind the wheel of my car. And was it just a little? It was enough. <laughs> it was enough. <laughs> yeah. Probably more than enough. Yeah. A little, uh, little too much to drink, got behind the wheel of my car and got into an accident and sustained a spinal cord injury, which left me a quadriplegic at the age of 18. So that led to long rehab process, relearning how to do everything. I moved from my home in Wisconsin to Texas, which made a lot of sense because winters up in Wisconsin are rough enough, much less trying to go through those challenges in a wheelchair made a huge difference. It really, really did. I was a, my path while I'm sure I would have been successful was greatly accelerated by that move. But another interesting thing about that, and this will come up late, this actually plays well into, you know, when we met in 2014, another interesting part that about that move that I didn't realize then was that, oh, I thought, you know, hey, not only am I going to get out of this climate, I'm going to have a you know, new environment. I'll be like hitting the reset button on my life and I can start fresh. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap when they move, where you know, they think a move to one, from one geographical location to another is just going to make you know, all the problems everything. disappear. Yeah. And that's exactly what I thought. And again, the move was very positive for a lot of reasons, but the emotional baggage that I had when I left Wisconsin, I didn't leave that there. <laughs> that the stayed bags with came me. with you. <laughs> All those bags came with me. While I was very successful in Texas, I had a lot of amazing things happening in my life. Those bags did show up. That They did show up with regard to relationships and some of my own issues with self-judgment that, you know, created some things in my life that were not very positive. And that brought me to 2014. And I 
came to Arizona to meet with Sean for a breakthrough. And right at the same time, he had his 10K speeches event. So I got into that and was able to connect with him further by going into his speaking program. And from there, lo and behold, I went through the speaking program. It went way better than I would have ever imagined. Uh, Let's just be clear. I want to add in some things that you're probably too humble to say. First of all, you had never been a speaker before. And Sean was like, why don't you sign up for this course? I think it'll be good for your confidence. You said, okay. Somehow you trusted him enough to invest a, a lot of money and come through that program. And then you won the speaker competition that year. That was our first year we did it. You won having no previous experience. So awesome. Yeah, that talk about a shock. That was- <laughs> I think honestly to all of us, like (laughs) to everybody, we were like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Where did that even come from? So great. That whole process at going through that class, you know, that, that whole six month masterclass, everything led up to that point that, and I was, you know, it was just turning out, it was like opening a book and, you know, turning on a new page. And it was just an amazing experience. I, I learned to dig deep for something that was always there, but I kind of lost track of. So let's, let's continue the, the story moving forward. So you go through this program, you become an award-winning speaker <laughs> right off the bat. You then went to a couple other things that I just want to touch on. You came through my coach training program because you thought maybe I would like to coach other people. And I remember at one point you said, I may actually be a coach primarily and a speaker second. I know this is something that my students always have to come to terms with. Am I a speaker or am I a coach? And yes, you could be both, but in my world, there's going to be one primary thing. So you did all those things. You came to HeartPath, I think two different times. And then here's where I want to get to. You had been divorced previously. You had been fairly miserable, I would say, in your work and relationship experiences. And now bring us into today because a lot of things have changed. Definitely has changed. And everything that happened through my breakthrough with Sean, going through masterclass, going through core learning so much from both of you and all of the other resources that I've had that brought me to saying, Hey, how about moving to Arizona? How about moving to Arizona so I can be closer to you guys, first of all. And this was a place where I wanted to go anyway. And so why not? It's so funny. When I was when I made the decision to move here, I was not in a relationship. I had been divorced, still on that, you know, path of trying to find my way. And then I met the love of my life, Carol. All of a sudden now it's like, wait a second, I've got this path I'm on and I'm moving to Arizona. Now I've got a relationship here. And I just, I kept it. I kept them both going. And I kept, I said, you know what? My path is going to Arizona. This is what I'm doing. We 
they had a, lo a long distance relationship for a while and she moved out here in summer of 2018 and we married and we've been here ever since and now what's even making it more amazing i just love this she's actually a part of my path in bringing something to the world serving the world in a way in a way that's bigger than myself just to clarify something for people because i think this speaks to everybody as they are setting goals and dreaming big dreams about their life i so remember it was early on when you and i were working together and one of your goals for that year was to move to arizona and i think you I want to say that it was only within a matter of months. Like, I think you set the date initially for the fall and then you ended up in the winter actually moving. So there was, it was a very, very, I mean, you were really, really close to your target. You made it happen. And then you had this whole relationship going with Carol. And I still remember the conversation that you and I had because you were like, well, I'm still going. <laughs> and I thought that is so great because not only does that mean you are decided and clear and focused on your goals? But that level of confidence to stick with it is also very attractive in everybody, man, woman, whomever. They're like, I'm on my path. I'm going. I think you're awesome. You want to go with me? Cool. But I'm doing this. And I just have to tell you, I have so much respect for you and appreciate that so much about you. You were like, I'm there. I'm going. And to the point about moving toward being near your mentors, that's what Sean and I did too. We had so many people in Arizona that were business mentors and dear friends and, and family were like, let's go. And that significantly changed things. So for those of you listening, that's another tip. Being in the vicinity or the area where your people are can be very helpful. So I just want to sprinkle in some more of those details. Now, let's get to what you two are doing now creating together well first thank you so much i really appreciate those kind words and you had a lot to do with that you were a big part of my progress so i want to thank you for everything you and sean were were a part of to help me to help me get here for both of us it was our pleasure truly turned out to be a lot of fun and still is. <laughs> we, we have had a lot of fun <laughs> so right now we are well, let me back up for a second. I was going through some additional training in this summer, and I it was a different type of uh, speaker and presenter training. And one of the presentations that I did, I got to choose my target audience, and that target audience was OT students. And I did a presentation on rapport. Let's say what that is, OT, okay. occupational therapist. Oh, Just yes. For, you know, people who are not in the know. <laughs> right, right. Then. Yes, occupational therapist. Oh, and by the way, Carol is an occupational therapist. And one of the reasons why I chose that is because I loved hearing the stories from her about these amazing results that she would get with her patients. And every time I even start talking about it, it actually gets me emotional because they are so powerful. She makes these amazing connections with her patients and the people that she works with that, I mean, they ask for her to come back. They can't, I mean, they, 
difficult patients that you know other people don't want to work with she takes on she's like challenge accepted i love and and she gets great results and i love hearing those stories yeah well she's also a total rock star she is like i don't take any shit and i also get shit done that's how i think about carol yep absolutely well and you know I'll vouch for that. She won't take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll challenge her at times. Yes. So uh, I was going through this training and thought, well, why not do a presentation on building rapport uh, with patients and teach it to OTs? And it went really well at this training. And after this training, you know, Carol and I were talking and I thought, you know, we've been talking or we've been discussing how we could try to create something together and make that a business, make it something that we can do together. And I thought, well, why not take this, I, this idea I started at my training and make it into a real thing. Why don't we go ahead and teach occupational therapists who are, you know, new, new occupational therapists who are just, just getting their feet wet how to build rapport with patients, with everybody that they're working with in patient care, the doctors, the, the medical staff, other therapists, families, and why not teach them techniques to help them quickly build trust, build connections, and get great results? I mean, just doing what she already does naturally without even thinking about it. So we brought this idea to you. Yeah, I have to say, I have to jump in here because you brought four words to me that are some of my favorite words to hear. You said, I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it started from there. That's what I love so much about this work is it starts with a thought. It starts with an idea. You brought it to me. I've got an idea. And then I get to play really and be like, okay, cool. Well, let's build it. Let's grow it. Let's do it. Oh yeah. That, and that makes it fun. And when it's fun, it's, there's momentum and, and, you know, it just keeps on going forward and, and not that there's not challenges and, you know, along the way, of course, we'll get there to are. that too. I'm going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it was just so much, it was, is so much fun and I have to say, you were instrumental in getting us in on the right path. And you, uh, one of the, your superpowers that I always have admired and I so appreciate is that you help us. You helped us to get honed in and focused in on one thing. You know, we we had this idea going. I mean, we, we started right off. Well, well, let's see, we can teach report occupational therapists and then we go to physical therapists and then we can go to doctors and other and everybody people else on the planet. <laughs> and we can create, and we can create all these courses and have like this site with all these things and go here and there. And you're like, Whoa, just stop, tap the brakes here. Just hone in on one thing. Yeah. Let's get one thing done right then whatever else like let's focus on one that took so much pressure off first of us like we don't have to think about all these other things we just hone in on that one thing so we decided all right we're going strictly to first year ot's teaching them rapport and that's it that's what we're doing and 
we've got our first course. Uh, we announced it in December. We held the course in January with paid customers. It was just amazing because it was it actually was coming to fruition. We know we've got something that is valuable and we know that we can do it. We always knew we could do it. We actually did it. And that's, that has really, I mean, the, there's a feeling of accomplishment there that it's, that's hard to explain. And uh, again, I want to show us so much gratitude and appreciation for your guidance and for the guidance of everybody in the lucrative society who's given us their amazing input. That's, that's been huge through this whole process. Well, it's been so exciting for me to watch because a lot of people come into my world with ideas. You know, they'll, they'll show up with an idea or a dream or a vision. And then through the course of time, they can get distracted or they can get kind of pushed off that path by whatever it may be, life circumstances or fear or doubt or lots of different things. And what was so awesome for me to witness with you two is you did it it's out there, it's done. And now you can just continue to tinker with it, to grow it, to make it better, to expand it. Like that's the whole game. Sometimes getting that first one is truly the hardest part. I, I know I was telling you after we talked about the numbers, after you had done it. And I was like, that's basically where I started with HeartPath all those years ago. I had like five people, myself included. So really there were only four people. I think I had one paying client that was there at that time. And it became something after that, but it's always that first one. So you guys have launched it, you've done it, it's out there. But I wanna slow down and go back a little bit to December. In December, we had our Lucrative Society retreat. And at that retreat, it was virtual because of COVID. But I remember specifically you were saying a lot of things, talking about some of the fears that were showing up, talking about some of the frustrations that were showing up. And even though you had gotten well into this journey, there was a point of almost, I would call it indecision or definitely doubt where you were talking at that retreat about like how difficult it can be or how hard it actually could be. I wondered if you could share a little bit about maybe how you got over that or maybe a turning point in that doubt or in that fear. I believe that the doubt and the fear that was showing up was, it sounds so crazy and counterintuitive. There was a fear that, I was it was almost more of a fear of success. And it was because the old way, you know, the old way of doing things, while it wasn't what I was wanting, it was familiar and it was safe and it was comfortable. Then now all of a sudden now that comfort zone that started getting pushed a little bit. I started knocking on that wall of that comfort zone and it started getting scary. And it's so funny how my mind would start to think of, come up with ways to rationalize how, why this isn't a good idea or why I should go back. 
you know, I want to go scurrying back to where, yeah, it's, it's safe. I don't, it's not a fun place, but it's safe because you're familiar with it and you know what it's like there. It was just like, okay, wait a second, hold on. And this is where the personal growth work that I've done with Sean and with you and learning at HeartPath, learning through going through core, the other person, all the other personal growth work I've done is, is having awareness that that's all that's happening here. That's not real. I can make a decision to, to push past that. Also having an amazing partner with me to help me when, you know, was it got tough and when it was not that unsureness, partly just from an accountability standpoint, I don't want to let, I don't want to let her down. And I've also got the lucrative society was a great place for accountability because I'm not going to put this out here and not show up and not do it. So yeah, actually we decided not to do it. Everybody in there would be like, what? Yeah. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Very often I was, I don't want to go too much down a tangent here, but I tend to be at times away from motivated where I'm more, I'm more motivated by avoiding pain than I am by seeking pleasure. And that may be one of those moments where I thought, wait a second, if I give up and I say out that I'm not doing this, oh, that sounds, that sounds painful. I don't want to do that. So I'm definitely going to do it. So for whatever reason, I push, you know, I, we push through that. And it seems like, again, a whole nother world has been opened up. And uh, I, I get we're, we're just getting going here. We're still at the beginning, very, very beginning stages, but I feel like there's so much possible and it's really a lot of fun. And to your point earlier, when we were, you were talking about, you know, you can now, you know, tweak the thing that you've got and, you know, work on it, make it even better. I was doing that just before, you know, we got, we got on this call. I was looking at the slides that we had from our presentation. I'm thinking, okay, now this, we could do this a little better. That will do, do that a little better. I'm not working on another product. I'm just working. I'm just taking what we've already created and making it even better. One of the things that I want to point out to the listener, I want to bring them behind the scenes a little bit about the way that I think through things or, or see things. So you had shown up at our December retreat and you did have some fear, some frustration, some wanting to scurry back to your comfort zone, as you said, and that's all people, you know, we are much more inclined just within our brains, our humanness to be more motivated to get out of pain than to get into pleasure. That's good because it keeps us safe in terms of real physical danger, but it also keeps us away from our dreams, goals, visions. So one of the things that I did as I was speaking with you in that context was to say, okay, let's look back at why you started all of this in the first place. What was the original dream? Like what were the things that you learned about at HeartPath? For listeners that haven't been there, it's really about how your heart is always guiding you forward. There's plenty of scientific evidence to back that up. It's not just woo-woo nonsense that we're talking about here. But my idea of what HeartPath is, is that all the pieces come together to create the most powerful, awesome thing possible. And Steve, you are such an example of that because one, you yourself 
are the patient that you're now teaching about how to deal with. <laughs> You've had to go through that. Having had that accident when you were 18 years old, like that contributed. Then you happen to meet this phenomenal person who also is an OT. She comes into the picture. She's interested in teaching younger or, or newer students. And then the powerhouse of you two together with the work that you've done, the, the speaking presentation skills that you've gathered over the years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like the best case scenario heart path where all the pieces are essential. They all fit so perfectly to create this image of, wow, we can create a business that's online so we don't have to go anywhere. Yes, you'd love to speak in person, but current times, you know, we can do it virtually. You can make money from this. You're doing what you love because you are actively coaching and teaching in that context. You get to do it together with the love of your life, your wife. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> I know. Pinch me. I mean, come on. <laughs> how, how does it, it doesn't get any better than that. And, and really, you know, it's all parts of life fitting together. It's relationships. It's health. It's wealth. And while right now, you know, on the wealth side of this picture, we're just with, from the business standpoint, we're just getting started. I mean, the possibilities are endless. And I'm, I'm thinking strictly from this business standpoint, from this course we're creating, who is a better authority than us on both sides of the, of the patient bed? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel like by personality alone, our personality makes us competition proof. And I believe that for anybody who do, has a business where you are the face of the business, you are competition proof just because you build a tribe from people that connect with you. The people that you want to work with are the ones that are in your tribe. They resonate with you. And that's because of your personality. Everybody has their own way of connecting with people and the people that are meant to connect with you, the people that are meant to connect with me and Carol are the ones that are going to hear what we have to say and resonate with it and say, yeah, come on, we, we, want, we want to work with you guys. So that's what makes it exciting because then we get to work with people who we really are a good match for. I love that you're talking about that, Steve, because it just brings up the point that a lot of people early on in their business career, there's a lot of fear in that. They, they feel like they just have to tell everything that they know and just, you know, it's all about the information. And I remember even before you did that first class, I was like, I want you to bring yourselves more into it. I want, you know, Carol is sassy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the two of you together are so funny and entertaining just in the way that you interact with each other. And then yes, you do have information to share, but the information honestly is secondary because to your point, people can get that, you know, there's Google. So you can't compete with Google. Like <laughs> it's free, it's out there. Everybody has access. The information is out there, but bringing more of yourself to the forefront and then showcasing that, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's interesting too, it's the, we've gotten a little bit of feedback from uh, a couple of participants that were in the course. And one of the pieces of feedback that we got was, that the part they liked the best were our 
stories and our interaction through those stories and they wanted more of that which is just more of, of just us uh, i mean th that's where it's fun because the stories are easy that's just what we did exactly that's why you know all of these fears that i mean i've had them you've had them any one of our listeners who has embarked on any type of journey like this has had them but those fears are just irrelevant really if you can get below them you know i always talk about getting out of your head where that fear resides and into the heart where there is no fear if you can like remember your purpose and the point and the mission it just empowers all of that and then to your point again it is fun <laughs> it's a great great experience well steve i have to tell you i am so very proud of you and it delights me to no end that i got to witness the journey that I got to meet you back in 2014, that I saw who you were back then, that I've gotten to know you through the years, that you've become such a dear friend, as well as a client, as well as staff. At one point you worked at Lucra for a while. And all of those times, there are so many great, beautiful memories that I have, but I have to say my favorite or the one that is the highlight, at least to this current point in time, is you two doing this together. Yeah. Because you took it, you ran with it, you did it. And like I said earlier, a lot of people, a lot of people have the idea, have the vision, have the whatever, and they never actually execute. So you are a prime shining example of that. I am so, 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 so proud to have been a part of it. Proud of you also. I want to know where can people go if they're like, okay, well, I got to see what this is all about now. I want to see what they're up to. And, or maybe there's an OT listening that's like, hey, they're talking about me. Where can they go to learn more? The best place to go is to our website, ubility.co. That's .co, not .com. If you are listening to this show, Ubility is Y-O-U. So like ability, but Ubility, Y-O-U, and then it's .co, C-O. And also you can reach us on our Facebook group. Just search Ubility on Facebook. Be great. Awesome. So if you are listening to this and are interested in their journey, check them out, either Ubility.co or Ubility group on Facebook. Steve, thank you so much. I am so happy to have spent this time with you and to highlight you with the Society Spotlight for my audience. Thanks again. Mindy, thank you so much. It has been so much fun and it's a pleasure and absolute honor to be here with you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to The Lucrative Society on iTunes and please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources or to become a member of the Lucrative Society where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being. <laughs>